On today's great feast of the Immaculate Conception, the Church presents us with three readings that cover the whole scope of salvation history. It begins, of course, in the first reading from that passage from the book of Genesis that occurs immediately after the fall and the disobedience of Adam and Eve when they are confronted by God and made to face the consequence of their sin. It's, of course, because of that sin and the fall that grew from it that we are indeed in the state that we're in, in this fallen world, and so in need of redemption. That passage, of course, hints, as the Church has always seen, at God's response to our fallenness in that little line where he says that the serpent will strike at the woman's child's heel and she will crush his head. That child, of course, is the Redeemer. The second reading takes us to the very end and consummation of salvation history, where St. Paul tells us that God the Father has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavens because we've been chosen, chosen from the foundation of the world to be holy and spotless before him. In love, St. Paul says, God destined us for adoption to himself through Jesus Christ. We were chosen, destined in accord with the purpose of the one who accomplishes all things according to the intention of his will. The end of salvation history is our incorporation into Christ and our participation into the very life of the Blessed Trinity itself. It is our glorification. And God, in his immense love and providence, charts a path from that devastating day in the garden to this glorious day in heaven and earth when all things are brought together in Christ and presented to God the Father for all eternity. That path that God charted has as its focus the gospel passage we heard today. That moment in space and time when God comes through the angel Gabriel to this young woman and says, Will you do this? Because you are perfectly free not to. Because redemption has to reflect the essence of the Godhead itself. It has to be an act of love, of free choice, of gift of self. And in order for the Redeemer to be able to do that for us, well then, the origin of his life, his mother, must do the same. 
And so the Gospel passage wonderfully tells us that Mary, in fact, did freely choose and say yes to become the instrument of God's grace in the world to bring about its salvation through the conception and birth of Jesus and his ultimate entry into the Paschal mystery. The church today commemorates and celebrates Mary's immaculate conception because in the course of time, the church came to understand that for this singularly unique and special human woman to be able to do this and to be worthy as the source of the Redeemer's humanity, she could not have been tainted by the fallenness that we all share. And in a miraculous way, God spared her from that in order for her to be the mother of God. But that that grace came to her as it comes to all of us through her son and his saving passion, death, and resurrection. We are not privileged the way Mary was to be conceived immaculately. But we are, if we choose to cooperate with God's grace in our lives, we are destined to become immaculate as she is through our journey in this life, in the church, to our final end, which is our entry into the kingdom. Let us pray today to Mary, asking her intercession on our behalf, that we may each and every day have the strength to open our hearts more fully to the grace of God that is at work in us, <coughs> that we may come in our time to share with her the joy of her Son. <laughs>